Hi there, and welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm glad to have you with me today for this episode titled, Unstable. I might be talking about you. (laughs) Joking. All right. Please be sure to hop on out to womaninspired.com for more info about this podcast and my other podcast called Inspired Whispers, and to check out all the details on how to schedule me to speak at your next event. Or if you have a podcast, I'd love to be a guest on your podcast. All right. So we're going to jump right in. I have some pod quotes for you. Ready? This one, I have no idea who said it, but here it is. When the roots are deep, there is no reason to fear the wind. I like that. This one is from Candace Cameron, Cameron Pure. I can't say her name. Candace Cameron. That's the easy part. I think it's Buer. Anyway, it is important to stay emotionally healthy by being grounded in the word of God, by being open and honest, by never being afraid to speak my mind in love and having good communication with those around me. We're going to say it again. And maybe I'll say it right. This is Candace Cameron Buer. It is important to stay emotionally healthy by being grounded in the word of God, by being open and honest, by never being afraid to speak my mind in love and having good communication with those around me. All right. So not too long ago, I saw a video on social media. It absolutely cracked me up. Uh, but at the same time, I thought it, it was crazy and genius. Just all things rolled into one. It's from a Japanese company that designed this personal airbag, not in the way as an airbag for your car or your vehicle, but an airbag for your person, for your body. The video showed people walking. I'm sorry. It just makes me giggle. The video showed people walking along wearing uh, what turned out to be an airbag vest Uh, or or a hoodie or a coat. They had three different things. You couldn't tell what it was. It just looked like a coat, a hoodie, or or a vest. And it looked like kind of your typical thinner cold weather wear. But then they showed the people falling. And as they were getting ready to fall, a sensor went off and the vest or the coat blew out these airbags. So when the people hit the ground, their bodies didn't slam against the sidewalk. So the one designed as a hoodie showed a person walking in the winter and their hood was up on their head. And as this person simulated slipping and falling, it looked like they grabbed the strings or the the ties that go around the front of the hoodie so you can, you know, tie it under your neck. So they grabbed the strings and pulled. And when they did, it blew up into this balloon looking hood. So when the person fell to the ground, their head was encapsulated in this airbag not the front of their face, not the front, but every place other than their their nose and their mouth, kind of. So by the time they fell and their head hit the ground, it bounced because it was totally encapsulated in airbags. <laughs> so the verbiage across the bottom of the video said, personal airbags for the unstable. <laughs> I'm guessing... <laughs> That was some sort of Japanese translation into English. I don't know. But of course, my brain went to all the highly unstable people in Washington, D.C. who need something to make them more stable. But that's a different kind of unstable. (laughs) Anyhow, now, if you listen to this podcast very much or you know me very well, you know that I probably should have been encapsulated in airbags or bubble wrap years ago. (laughs) It would have been a lot safer for my body overall. So I personally found the video hilarious and yet intriguing because it wasn't a parody or a joke. It was 
advertising this new technology. I'm not, I'm just not so sure it will work quite the way they thought. Although I thought there, there could be some application seriously for people in nursing homes, as long as the sensors on these outfits that tells the airbags, there's fast movement movement when something uh, is going on, or maybe when someone is falling, that it actually works consistently because it looked like some of them just had some sort of built-in sensor and then the hoodie, you actually pulled the string. But I, I also thought of all the craziest scenarios that could end up happening if one of these things went off at the wrong time. I mean, come on, what happens if I'm wearing the vest or the coat and I'm walking to my car, I drop my keys and then I bend down really fast to pick them up, which happens frequently, by the way, I drop my keys a lot. Is the airbag in my personal vest uh, airbag system going to blow up because I bent down really quickly and it thinks I'm falling? Will it do it every time I maybe have to stop and pick something up because I moved too fast and I thought, you know, it thought I was falling. If I go to reach for something on the bottom shelf in the grocery store and, and it thinks that I'm getting too close to the floor, will my personal airbag thingy explode and scare the pee out of me? I mean, it gives a whole new meaning to clean up on aisle five. I, and what is the, what is that going to feel like? Not the peeing, the airbag bag blowing up. What is that going to feel like? Or what if you pulled over or you were pulled over by the police off, uh, police? I can't talk this. I'm so like, I want to laugh every time I turn around. I can see, cause I can see this video in my head while I'm telling you this. You'll have to Google it. Okay. Just, I, I don't know what the name of it is. I should have written it down, but you'll have to Google it after you're done listening to this. But so what if you pulled over, you know, you were pulled over by a police officer and he asks you to get out of the car and there was a malfunction of some sort and your personal airbag goes off as you're getting out of the car, you're going to get tased if you're lucky. I mean, in my mindset, mindset, I think that they might need to kind of work on this technology a little bit. As unstable as I am, I can see all kinds of possible issues. But you know, a full-on bubble wrap outfit for me would not be a bad idea because I'm not sure about you, but I'm not the most stable walker there is. I love to walk. I love to hike. I love to dance. But the older I get, the more I fall. Okay. I got to back that up. That's not true. I've fallen frequently my entire life. I had to think about that a second. <laughs> I think the older I get, I'm just more afraid of falling. I'm not necessarily careless, but perhaps a bit too fearless until the last few years when it comes to walking, climbing, jumping and running. Cause I'll, I'll, I'll walk on anything. I'll climb a tree, I'll do whatever, as long as I feel well enough to do so. So no matter how many times I've hurt myself, I just tend to keep going again till the last few years. So I've just said for years, I should have designed that bubble suit, you know, bubble wrap suit to cushion everything and keep me from breaking so much. Not sure it would actually work, but I'm more cautious as I've gotten older and, and had some more serious injuries for sure. But I think I really must look unstable to so many people <laughs> when I'm out. Or so many people have seen me trip, fall, kind of right myself before I hit the ground. I can't imagine what they would think of me if they see this personal airbag system pop up all, all around me. Uh, there are many ways, though, to be unstable in this world besides tripping and falling. It, if people saw me in various scenarios, they would probably swear that I'm not physically, mentally, or emotionally stable. And I'm, I'm prone to laugh till I cry, to be quite honest. And I'm prone to cry 
in until I'm kind of a snotty mess if I'm emotional because I, I am an emotional being. We, we all are. We were made that way. A lot of people suppress that and they don't allow that to show, but I'm, I'm not sorry for it. Even if other people do think I'm unstable, I think being a vulnerable, emotional person is a positive thing. And I also believe it's a deeply spiritual thing. Now, do I protect my mental health and emotional health? Yes, I do. I've had to learn how to do that over the years. I protect myself from becoming truly unstable by paying attention to who I allow in my life and what I allow myself to view, to listen to, and, and to, to just see or take part in in general. I try hard to control how much of a good thing and how much of a bad thing I allow in my life because I think too much of anything can end up being bad. And of course, we all know too much of some people in our lives can really be bad as well. So I work hard to stay stable in those ways, but also I work hard to stay stable physically by trying to keep myself as physically fit as I can. I mean, I'm not some muscle bound workout machine who can wear a bikini and haul a 50 pound backpack around with me by any means, uh, not even close, but I follow doctor's orders. I work to eat clean most of the time. Uh, I, I try to keep hormones and chemicals out of my food, fewer additives in my few food and, and grow my own veggies. And I've learned so much in the past few years about inflammation, drinking water, how to reduce inflammation. You know, does all that help me to be more stable physically? I believe that it does. I really do. Um, and can I still trip over a molecule of air? Yes, yes, I can. But that may always be that way. As far as my mental stability, I am sure that some people here who hear me speak or tell stories or listen to this podcast as I, as I kind of share experiences probably think I'm unstable at times, but that's okay. I'm unstable for Jesus, right? <laughs> You know, I had an appointment this past week for a mammogram, and I think some of the other ladies in the waiting area probably thought I was a little bit unstable. Where I go is a large place attached to a hospital. And so when you get there, they take you to a changing area so you can undress from the waist up and put on a gown. Now, the gown is kind of like a kimono, really. I wish all hospital gowns were designed like these. Actually, they're great. First of all, they're really soft, but it goes on like a large shirt. So you put it on from the back and you put your arms through it. And then it has ties that tie underneath the right arm to keep the front, you know, the front goes from left to right. And so, you know, it goes over one breast and then it ties underneath the one arm. And then the other side goes from the right to the left and goes across your right breast. And then you tie it there. Um, so there are two ties on each side. It's pretty comfortable. And they really are wonderful at this place. They spoil you. They have a, a pleasant waiting area for all the ladies waiting to get mammograms and ultrasounds. And they provide water and snacks if you want them. The people are just super. They're really kind and caring. So, but I go into in and I sit in the waiting area with all these other ladies. And normally I take my headphones out and listen to a podcast while I wait because it can be a little bit of a long wait. But I had an extremely ferocious headache. And I mean, it was a bad enough headache that uh, it just kind of attacked me on the drive to my appointment. And so when I sat down, I took my phone out and I texted my husband and I told him that if my headache was considerably, was not considerably better by the time my appointment was over, uh, he was going to have to come get me because there was no way I was going to be able to drive 
that way. And thankfully, the appointment, was, which was about two hours, uh, went on and my headache had subsided enough that um, when I left, I was able to get home. But while I was sitting there in the waiting room, my head just hurting so bad. Um, ladies coming and going as they had this test or that test, coming back in, waiting for results and, and, and me doing the same thing. I just sat there instead of putting headphones in my ears, I kept my eyes closed because the light in the room was making my head hurt worse. At one point I adjusted in my chair and I realized I hadn't tied my ties well and the left side of my gown was starting to gape. So I didn't want that. I mean, probably no one else would have been even shocked or turned ahead, I'm sure, because we were in a place where we all go to get our breasts checked out. Things happen. So, but however, I know people were looking at me wondering what was wrong with me because I'm sure my eyes were not completely open. Even when I opened them, I, I had a pained expression on my face. They might've thought I got bad news. I don't know. Um, I did, but I couldn't get comfortable. And I just sat with my eyes closed, just straight up in my chair, taking deep breaths. I was just trying to breathe through this really bad headache and trying not to worry about it because I've had, had a brain aneurysm in the past and it felt very similar to that. So the sound of people talking, the TV, it all made me wince. And so as I was fidgeting in my chair, noticing I was about to flash everyone, I had to open my eyes again, barely. <laughs> I opened them as little as I could and reached down and tied the ties back in place. And then about 10 minutes later, a tech came in and uh, she called my name. So I reached down grabbed my purse from the floor and I went to stand up and the chair scooted along with me. <laughs> I didn't open my eyes wide enough apparently because I had tied my gown to the chair. <laughs> I just, I giggled. My head hurt so bad, but I still couldn't help. But I, st I just giggled. I, even with a headache, I could appreciate the hilariousness of the situation. But no one else in the room laughed. They didn't smile. Nothing. Some of them just looked at me and no one said a word. <laughs> it was strange. I mean, there were probably 10 other women in the room. No one said a word. <laughs> I got myself untied. I wrapped up again and I turned to look at everyone like, I don't know, should I bow? Should I, somebody going to applaud something? <laughs> Most of them just looked at me like I was unstable, like something was wrong with me or, or like they were afraid of me. So I took everything, took everything I had not to, to look at the chair and say, now, now I don't do that on the first date, but I just went on <laughs> to my appointment <laughs> with the, the person who called me just left the room I mean what else was I going to do at that point if they thought I was unstable fine <laughs> it's fine have you ever thought you looked unstable to someone else in some way anyway am I alone in that because I don't think I am <laughs> have you ever just yourself felt unstable whether you felt like you're on shaky ground and you're ready to fall physically or have you ever felt mentally and emotionally not on solid ground? You know, I was recently studying some scripture for a speaking engagement and I was blown away when I dug into the meaning of it. So when it talks in the Bible in various places about being rooted and grounded, I had to look up exactly what rooted meant. I mean, it kind of knew, but I really, I'm big on going back to the meaning of words. I mean, culture today and probably all throughout history 
tends to take a word and destroy it. Things that are, that are supposed to mean one thing are taken and flipped to mean the opposite or a, an additional innuendo or meaning is added into it. Like saying something is bad because you think it's so good. Or when you say something is cool, but cool doesn't mean it's cold or it's just taken out of the refrigerator. It means you love it or you think it's popular and amazing. So I'm really leery with words um, that are thrown around in a biblical way because I want to make sure I know what they actually were intended to mean in the scripture and where they come from. So the word rooted means to be firmly planted. In the scriptures, um, like Ephesians 3, 16 through 19 and Colossians 2, 6 through 7, a lot of times when it talks about, about being rooted in the Lord and in the word of God or in the love of God, it means that we need to be firmly planted in these things. But in most places in the Bible, when it talks about being rooted, it also talks about being grounded. Of course, when most of us think about being grounded, we think maybe of airplanes that are grounded and unable to fly or, you know, maybe we think about being a teenager and getting grounded because we did things we weren't supposed to do. Not that I ever got grounded, but you know, um, we might think about something being planted in the ground, like flowers planted in the ground or planting a tree, you know, where the roots grow deep down into the ground and it's firmly planted and, and that would make them grounded. But now listen to this. The word grounded in the Bible means to be balanced, mentally and emotionally stable. What? Yeah, I didn't know this till till recently either. And I was studying it uh, for the speaking engagement. I found this really interesting because what the Bible is telling us is that in order to be mentally and emotionally stable or balanced, we must be firmly planted in the Lord. And as it says in Colossians 2, 6 through 7, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. And Ephesians 3, verse 17 says, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Have you ever thought about what it means to be firmly planted in the Lord's love? I mean, how, how it can strengthen us and give us power and discernment that will help us embrace and truly know even more how high and how deep the love of Christ actually is for us? I don't know that I really have till recently. And so I think of it this way. If you're firmly planted in the Lord, meaning you're rooted then how much of an effect do you believe that that has on your mental and emotional stability? How much power do you believe the love of Christ has in your life? Does it have the power to transform? Yes, we know this because it says so in the Bible. Does it have the power to save? Yes, we know because the Bible tells us it does. Does the Lord's love have the power to forgive, to show grace, to bless, to sustain, to fulfill, to move us, uh, um, to shape us, convict us, to grow us, to give us a peace that passes all understanding, to help us be content and truthful and joyful? Yes, it does. And staying firmly planted in God's word gives us love, 
joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. Again, according to the Bible. But not just according to the Bible. According to countless testimonies and personal accounts across centuries where people have experienced what the power of Jesus' love can do and what that emotional and mental stability that his word offers us. I mean, how? How is that possible? By being rooted and staying rooted, firmly planted in the Lord, in his love and in his word, like the Bible says. But to what end? To, to the end of, and it really is no end, but so that we may be grounded, so that we can be balanced, emotionally and mentally stable. I've heard so many people over the years say that if you dig deep into your faith and you pay attention to God and his word, that it will help you mentally and emotionally. And yet, when I truly looked at the precise meaning of what it is to be rooted and grounded, being grounded was eye-opening to me. I, I've known this to be true. I've heard people say it. But the fullness of it didn't hit me until recently. So let me also throw out a disclaimer here. I, this is not to say that if you just accept the Lord in your life and you love him and you go to church and you firmly plant yourself in Jesus's love, that you will never, ever have an emotional or mental health issue. That is not what that means. It means that when the storms of life come, your roots will, will go down deep into the soil of God's love and they will be strong enough to help you withstand those storms. You know, as difficult times and challenges, frustrations, hurts and pains come, as you stay firmly planted, you might bend, but you won't break because you have allowed yourself to become strengthened by staying in the direct path of God's love. And, and in his wisdom and discernment and in his word. And when the really tough stuff happens, you can be assured that he's in it with you. I know that when I feel as if someone else has my back, I feel stronger. You know, whether it's a friend or a family member, someone you love, your spouse, you, you know you're not alone. Well, it's the same thing with God. When I know without a doubt you know, no shadow of a doubt at all that God's got me. I don't worry. My blood pressure doesn't go up. I don't fly off the handle. I don't stew about what may happen or constantly question the words that came out of my mouth in a stressful situation because I know that God will make all things work for me who loves him in his will and in his timing. And, and what can give me more peace than that? I'm not sure about you, but even when I disagree with how life goes and I don't like what God's doing, I still want God's will and his timing for my life more than anything else, more than any plan of my own, more than any temptation the world is going to dangle in front of me. So today, wherever you might feel unstable, whether it's physical, mental, or emotional, I pray that you dig into God's word and you accept his love for you and you work to plant yourself smack dab in the middle of it. Become firmly planted by reading his word, by praying, by just allowing God's love to wash over you, by worshiping him, by being around other people 
who are doing the same thing because he offers all of that to you, but also because he calls on us not to be tossed like waves in the ocean or a a feather in the wind that where we're susceptible to falling for any wrong thought or any false doctrine or any misguided thoughts that the world is going to throw at us and wanting us to believe. No, he wants us to be stable not unstable. He wants us to be balanced and strengthened in our faith. So when the storms of life come, we don't break. We don't snap in the wind. My prayer for you is the fullness of the same uh, prayer that is in Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. It says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And I hope you will pray the same thing for me. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Woman Inspired Podcast. Please be sure to like, follow, share, and download. Um, I, I count on listeners like you to help me spread the word uh, and to grow this podcast and the reach that it has um, to to reach out to other people about God's love and, and his message and truth, and also with some humor and some in-your-face reality when somebody else needs it. And you never know who else might need it. So till next time, I pray you find a way to get rooted and stay rooted. Oh,